Hello, and welcome to UDL in 15 Minutes, where educators discuss their experiences with UDL. I'm Louie Lord Nelson, UDL author and leader. Today, I'm talking with Jeremy Miller, the junior senior high school principal of Pike Valley in Scandia, Kansas, and Stephanie Jensen, who's a resource teacher at Pike Valley Junior Senior High School and is one of the Infinitech UDL team members. Jeremy and Stephanie are going to share how UDL blossoms when instructional and technical leadership skills are used. Welcome to you both. I'm so glad you're here. Yes, thank you for having us. We're excited to share about our journey. Yeah, definitely. This has uh, been a great journey, and I'm glad to share that with you. Thanks so much. It's really nice to meet you both. So let's talk a bit about you. What's been your journey in education with UDL? So who wants to start? I'll go ahead. So I've been in education for about 24 years. Very early, I learned that I would grow by exposing myself to a lot of different opportunities. So I guess you could say I've done a lot of a lot of different things. I was a social studies teacher, Spanish teacher, PE teacher, driver's ed teacher. I coached a lot of different sports, football, basketball, track. I then moved on and became the school counselor. And then I, uh, at this point now, I'm the principal for the last five years, also a father of seven kids. And I have a, one of my children has a disability and that's really pushed me to have a deeper passion for uh, UDL. I've always believed that student engagement and relevance were, were kind of key. Even in my early years of teaching history, I used to do a lot of interactive projects and civic engagement projects. And this passion just kind of grew with my current position as a principal and, and having colleagues like Mrs. Jensen here who were leaders in the push toward using the UDL framework. That's awesome. Woo, you got a lot of experience in <laughs> life and professional. It's awesome. So Stephanie, yes, please. Yes, and that's what makes him an amazing principal as far as when we start to do these new journeys. So I have been a special ed teacher for over 30 plus years. I was just going to do it for a little while to pay back a loan and fell in love with that. I have taught K through 12, mostly in a resource room setting within a school building. So went through, um, have seen a lot of changes over time with inclusion and how that looks. About 10 years ago, I had a administrator that said, I am leaving this position with Kansas Infinitech cadre and thought that was a great opportunity for me. At that point, they did a lot with assistive technology and putting those things together and now kind of shifted and seeing that we still use assistive technology, but kind of working more towards that universal design in learning. So one of the things I would say I'm pretty passionate about is I love to see kids make improvements and be excited about learning and that opportunity to try new things. I'm all about that. That's awesome. Well, you two are wonder twin. Wonder Twin Powers, man. So I want to share what I meant by instructional versus technical leadership skills when I was introducing this. And I'm going to reverse the order for the listeners. So technical leadership skills are the skills that we use when the task is straightforward, like communicating the master schedule or setting up a meeting agenda for staff meetings or establishing a new pickup area outside the school. But instructional leadership skills are when the leader is directly modeling or supporting instruction. So Jeremy, you've tapped into both, which I think is brilliant. And I'd love to chat about the technical side first. So what structures did you put in place to help your staff ease into UDL? Well, I would say several of the things that we did 
to help it fit seamlessly is we, we really placed a strong emphasis on our system. We have monthly SIP meetings. We have a structure where all of our students are a part of the MTSS enrichment intervention process at the junior high school level, where all of our teachers building-wide are involved in the process, including our PE, our art, our industrial arts, even our agricultural science teachers. So it's all hands on deck. We have staff meetings every other Wednesday, and then we alternate that with our MTSS meetings the other Wednesdays. Um, And then we meet monthly over our SIT. With our system, UDL and stressing engagement relevance became easy. I mean, after training on UDL, we learned a great deal about identifying barriers, strategies, and, and have these next steps now of doing the peer observations to identify barriers. And that's where we're going this next year, you know, as far as putting that into uh, our time schedule. Nice. Nice. And Stephanie, you probably have some even more specific or different information. Yeah. So... One of our getting our set up with our UDL, the Kansas and Fitted at Cadre started with if you wanted to be on this team, you can have it individually, you could have several teachers. So we joined that group. This will be our third year starting this fall, and which was a lot of support. We had four teachers and Jeremy was on our team and then we would meet monthly across the state and they would we would talk about all different parts of UDL which really was inspirational for us because we knew we wanted more and this allowed us to not only talk within our team and bring back ideas but talk with some other people across the state and have a mentor Cindy Malone who's in charge of that project to help us like this is where you need to go. You guys are doing great with this. Let's you know, kind of jump into this part. And that's kind of how we picked up the engagement and started with that. Awesome. Awesome. So now let's skip flip <laughs> to the instructional side. I understand that your district invested in an instructional tool, which is great, but you tapped into your instructional leadership skills and modeled it for staff. Is that right? So talk about that process. Well, we wanted to get some buy-in for, from our staff. So we thought if myself, Steph Jensen, and some of our other trained UDL staff could model the strategies, then maybe it could create more buy-in with the rest of the staff. We modeled engagement strategies, reading strategies, opportunities to respond, exit tickets. You know, we did that during staff meetings. You know, some of my experts in exit tickets, like Steph Jensen and Amanda Woodard, did a little short training during a staff meeting on exit tickets. And then we had a little activity where they used exit tickets and they were asked to come back to the next staff meeting and then give an example of how they, how they use their exit ticket and talk to staff about it. I also used read and write as a tool to help implement building wide reading comprehension. And I basically just simply used a highlighting tool on read and write to highlight the main idea, supporting details and outliers. And I kind of add a little spice to it by using an article that happened to be on student engagement and different types of student engagement. So I kind of got a lot, a lot of bang for my buck with that strategy. And then after our training on barriers in a classroom, I was able to come across a barrier identification flow chart located at learningdesign.org that we use to help work through barriers and lesson design. And we were able to practice these during our staff meetings by simply just having staff members find some of their more complex lesson plans and some of the barriers that might have been part of using that lesson plan in the classroom. Yeah, so along with not only Jeremy implementing and we were sharing in our staff meetings, we decided that we would really like to have our 
thing be full district wide. So we worked on at our when we had district in services, providing some simple training, things that didn't take a lot of time, but gave them the experience of this is what it looks like. One of the ones we did was we came in and we worked on about the barriers, like Jeremy was saying. And instead of Katie Calgren who's the ag teacher that is also on our team, we did a role play about like two teachers talking about a student and, you know, like you and giving, talking more specific to the student. And then the one teacher shared about, well, let's look at the barriers. Maybe, you know, instead of identifying students, you know, maybe we need to look at the barriers because there's more students probably that this is a barrier for it and we just don't know it. And we want to kind of work and go towards things like that. We also talked about how important social emotional is. And we started our one staff meeting or our district training with everyone needs to have a number two pencil line paper. You have two minutes, find it, you know, having that feeling of, Oh my gosh, I don't have that. How do I, you know, and then we came back to doing some social emotional welcomings and how that just changed the whole tone of the, class and even the presentation. And we wanted them to have those experiences and then allow time to talk with others to see how, what could they do in their classes. Nice. Wonderful. So you've also tied UDL to other statewide requirements to help everyone move away from that one more thing conversation. What did you tie it to and how? Well, when I first came into the district, we were in the middle of the KESA process, which is the Kansas education system accreditation. And our district goals were and continued to be relevance and engagement, which ironically fits exactly with our team philosophy. And it also meshes very smoothly with the UDL. You know, some of the district strategies we put in place were OTRs was the biggest one, and then exit tickets. And then we also implemented reading strategies and bell ringers that are welcoming. So it, so it all really tied together and it just, it meshed and it really didn't to the staff, it, it felt just part of the process that we were already involved in. Awesome. Awesome. And Stephanie, how did that tie together affect your role? Yeah. So when we looked at it, it was a nice way that we could address some things like different student challenges, things that they needed to work on. And then also it was really I think enlightening to look at like if we're using the opportunity to respond and having kids be engaged, well, then other things, they kind of took care of other things, such as maybe students that were bored or students that were causing behavior problems. And that really opened our eyes. The other focus that we spent just a little bit of time is on was like, was this information, we wanted a welcoming environment. Because if you went in and you knew you were not good in, say, math, it's really hard to gather information when you have a negative feeling. So what can we do to these situations to make it more positive along those lines? So it made you kind of think a little bit more global than just like, I'm here to teach reading or a specific skill. Right, exactly. Loving this conversation because it is exemplifying that well-roundedness we need to have when we're helping our staff adopt universal design for learning. So all these different structures that you both and your team are putting in place that have the instructional side and then also that technical side. And I think it's just brilliant. So in our 
last couple of minutes here, I'd love for you to share what your next steps are. What are your plans for year three, Pike Valley? Well, one thing that we continue to work on and we'll focus on next year is basically we want to take a deeper look at some of the disengagement symptoms. We'll look at more ways of recruiting interests, sustaining effort, and then providing different options for self-regulation and just the overall UDL process, but kind of look at those things in specific areas. And then one of the things I already alluded to before that I'd like to, to spend a lot more time on next year is looking deeper at having the staff identify barriers within each other by using just a peer observation tool, having a Google form where they can just walk in five minutes in a classroom and look at the little form that we have in place and be able to identify barriers that they can help each other out as far as becoming you know, better teachers. So those are a couple of things that I'd like to do for next year. Awesome. Yeah, we're also going to continue. I think currently we have our counselor, our ag teacher, our English, our science, and our math teacher on our team. And we'd like to expand that a little bit more and also maybe have our elementary be involved in our program. One thing, we are a small school, so you know, something it's a little easier sometimes to move things. And I think the great thing about our team was that people were willing to try new things. They weren't hesitant, which really opened the door, I think, for a lot of the things that we have been able to experience. That's excellent. Well, again, I really appreciate you both coming onto the podcast. You've given such a lovely story, and I think it's going to help people think about bringing UDL in, but through these lenses of instruction and technical support, how you kind of organize that and wrap your staff up in lovely supports. You guys have done that. So congratulations and thank you again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. So for those listening to this podcast, you can find supplemental materials like an image montage with closed captioning, that montage with audio descriptions, a transcript, and an associated blog at my website, which is the udlapproach.com forward slash podcasts. And finally, if you have a story to share about UDL implementation for UDL in 15 minutes, you can contact me through the udlapproach.com. And thanks to everyone for your work in revolutionizing education through UDL and making it our goal to develop expert learners. <laughs>